it should be obvious, I think it is, that I'm not a fan of what are called Judeo-Christian values, especially in the New Jerusalem American context. And I'm not saying this because I just don't like them. I'm saying this because I greatly value other values. I am of other values. I've never really come right out and said it. And since I am an unclear writer, I am coming right out now and saying it. What are they that I'm not a fan of? Well, we could start with the commandments, the first four out of the question. I do honor my mother and father. They are both gone. I did. But honor is a creepy thing. I was not obedient, which is what the commandment means. They were pretty unobeyable people, not very happy, full of tantrums and jealousies. I adored them, and I still do. But obedience, honor, no, no, no. Killing, uh, thou shalt not kill or murder is out of the question people and many other creatures but it is not a christian value it means in fact thou shalt not kill unless especially in america in the book i am looking at it says murder clever adultery well i'd have to believe in marriage for that wouldn't i steal come on what is capitalism but no Lie about my neighbors. That is definitely a value I share. So big ups to number nine. And covet once again, what about capitalism? If we didn't covet, it wouldn't work. But no, I am not a big coveter. The Protestant work ethic. I love to work, but as a badge of virtue, people miserable in their work, employers exploiting the employee's need for any job, the low-waged job this value justifies, the slavery it justifies, the truth that most of our admired historical heroes might have done deeds but very little work, in fact, as we imagine it, Thomas Jefferson, come on, and is applied to Protestants, a community very keen on grievance. They love to protest, after all. As a motivator under God, it is a horrible, horrible hybrid value. And then there is all the punishing of the sinner stuff, which seems to be less Judeo and more Christian, and the habit natural to the faith that these values are the way, the only way, to the great reward, which may be the least appealing or the most repugnant article of faith, the great reward, once more an exploitable promise, allowing the more fortunate to abuse the less. And that does indeed seem to be the most active value, and why capitalism is so very Christian. The other faiths, no, not the Abrahamic, though Christianity is the most blatant, but the other, other religions are really interesting in their values. And the strongest Christian value has been to persecute and or to patronize them. It is unavoidable when you claim you are the one and the only, and the big three of you and me are really one with different names and the same nasty definition of the human. I've known a lot of most marvelous people who have this religion, the ones who would have anything to do with me once they learned I did not share their faith or this set of values. The values we did share were outside the biblical, and lo, there were many. Religious women had some great ways around sex and God. If God had thought this was evil or only for procreation within matrimony, why would he give me orgasms? 
and this profound feeling of connection and love. Popes would be purple if they heard these women, or any women, talking on anything for that matter, another value lest we forget. The Father's knows best value, the second-class human value, and at last, the dominion over nature value. I hold no malice. It is one of my values, mostly because I usually understand why people do stupid shit like I do, and I don't need an ever-present devil to be responsible for my sins. The clever, disqualifying concept of Satan, the basis of thou shalt not kill unless, is not only not a value, it is, it is an atrocity against human nature. Marvelous people, the odd monster, the vindictive bishop. For him I only feel sad, and I hope he, he is the end of the long line of sadists that Christianity has enabled through history. I'm very happy and content with my own set of beliefs. They are very, very few, my beliefs, and I didn't need stone from mountaintop to suggest killing at all was just not good. I'm good with yous, entirely, with what you believe. I don't share it, but I wouldn't deprive you of an inch of it. And yes, I am painfully aware this is not reciprocated. It is in the doing, not in the why, that counts. I'm listening to a long and reaching article on Samuel Alito. Supreme Court Justice by Margaret Talbot of the New for the New Yorker. It is interesting that a man who for me verges on psychotic and therefore right in the middle of what I find interesting, understandable, forgivable, uncancelable, and who would definitely reciprocate, definitely not reciprocate, as having Judeo-Christian values. Since my values, I can only best describe as Hellenic pagan, he is committed to my non-existence, and it is the root of his success. Has no one else realized that the Supreme Court, left or right, is exactly not disinterested? As far as I can tell, they are all practicing monotheists, often with the evangelizing burr under their saddle. The older ones of the nine are only a few years older than I am, conscious children of the 60s, perhaps the grumpy older siblings of my later Dionysian lot. But for me, they have their place in the debate, representing as they do, as Alito most profoundly does, the stern, unremitting Calvinism of American Christianity, Catholic or otherwise. I suppose what David Brooks assumes are the core American values, all with pinched-sounding names like thrift, self-control, rigor, and righteousness. What are you also afraid of, I seem to ask? It has always been convenient that communism became so repressive, not because of its Marxism, but because it learned early on from Christianity that if you want people to do things unnatural to them, you call their natural tendencies sins and persecute them accordingly and mercilessly. Yes, Christianity is the mother of all counselors from Eden till today. While I would say, Sam, let's get a beer and watch a game, he would don garlic and the cross before he left the house. What are you all so afraid of? Now at last he has playmates or gang members who worship grievance as a god and imagine America as a new Jerusalem where the Inquisition can be rendered unnecessary. It is replaced by an irresistible patriotism and exceptionalism that provides sanctuary or asylum for believers in evil. But for the rest of us, just hoping to enjoy a beer, there is little freedom at all. Beer is funny. 
Kavanaugh. It is the land of the aggrieved and the home of the angry. We are a monotheist patriarchy in our history and traditions which must be historically understandable. It is a mistake made by many. We were working on Antigone yesterday, a marvellous play for the Alito of life, of course, prehistory to him and his, but human. A participant said, well, don't we all really wait for someone to take charge? Isn't that human nature? No, says I. Whenever someone takes charge, I am immediately, intensely and innately suspicious of them, yes, but also of the consensus that this is how the world works. It is how we have been told it works, by men with heavy fists and power over us, they think. This is our cultural machinery, the architecture of we all do, hierarchies are our thing, as inevitable as tall towers in the deserts of Babylon, and fake. It may be, I don't know, that Creon in Antigone is the rebel. He puts himself above the gods, family, love, and woman. We naturally assume from our vantage that he is the conservative, the status quo, the reality, but maybe not. He may be the new thing, the thing to be warned against. When the play was written for the Greeks, pagans, the inflexible Octavius causing the suicidal and loving Antony, the Pentheus challenging Dionysus, and he is the Inquisitor. We read the Greeks, that lot, through our own dark glass. And it is a hard square and a round hole until, if you can shake the shackles of needing a boss, God, to explain what you, the child of Eden, were never meant to know, the ancient pantheon were an admitted bunch of scoundrels, human to a fault, who stand in nicely for psychiatry's pathologies. The Greeks were wary of, of, of the possession the Christian has made essential. Dionysus is simplistically Satan. How would one live with this much larger worldview? Can we imagine the armies of Themistocles or Alexander not bound by obedience but by persuasion and love? A culture where the individual's sense of self made democracy the only way to proceed, not the thing we authoritarians call it, a sort of shop for the aggrieved. Apart from the plays, despite the Victorian translations of the scripts, that ghastly wave of Christianizing, it is just it just is not possible to put Pericles' funeral oration in a modern monotheist mouth. Try it, do, and admit that it is America that can only ever be a and admit that in America that can only ever be a monotheist mouth. We have no other kind of politician. I can see the atheist or otherwise spiritual a mile off. They are not there. Dionysus is Satan, and his golden opposite Apollo is not there either. Kill one, and the other disappears in grief. So, as I say, I'm not a fan, not just because of the horrors it doth commit, has, and continues to commit, but because an alternative is so much more interesting. An attitude whence one can say to Sam, lighten up, not give him the really most powerful seat in the land because his buddy John doesn't, doesn't like the criticism. Where these two miserable men and their beer buddy can be laughed at for their utter narcissism while the laughter is aware that but for the grace of Dionysus, there go I. 
that we don't need to wait for the man to arrive and take the reins, that he only does because we of the we world do not, and he who does because he does is the least capable. Once shot of this feeble patriarchy with boss above and fanatic sons below, doddering towards oblivion, there is no telling what humanity might do. Just say no to dad.